hope you're gonna like Suspiria after this because that is if you liked Blood and Black Lace it's not a far jump Dreadbulls, you're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast, so make sure you've seen the movie or movies we're talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Ray. And I'm your other host, Chris. And welcome! We're doing Suspiria. We're doing Suspiria. It's finally happening. It's finally happening. We're doing Suspiria today. I'm very excited. I don't know. This is... I feel like for the duration of all of this, Chris and I just aren't gonna, like text at all because i get too nervous because we haven't talked about it we i basically wait until we record because i get so i get too nervous <laughs> uh raya all right i don't want to break your heart oh no! so i don't <laughs> no! know this is my first time watching suspiria ever and you know i had a good experience with our last uh daria argento uh double feature I don't quite know if I like this film or not. With, I say this with a grain of salt because it's my first time watching it. And I know how wonderful and critically acclaimed and how crazy people get over it. But I'm not 100% sure. You know, so sometimes, sometimes I need maybe like a second rewatch or, or maybe just more time to stew on it. But... You know, so I'm gonna, you're going to be my guy through, uh, through, through Tartarus, you know, Dante's Inferno kind of stuff. Like, you're going to be my guide. Y'all, this hurts. Y'all, this hurts. This hurts so much. Because you loved, you loved Bava so much. And I was sure. Because Argento took, like, the stylization from, like, Blood and Black Lace and made, on crack. That's what it is. It's just that on crack. I misspoke it. Yeah, yeah. Last time we did Bava, like especially yeah. uh, um, Blood and Black Lace, or yeah, uh, that yeah. was that was yeah. the one you. Liked. I really yeah, enjoy this that. This is that on crack. I, yeah, this is that on crack. Oh like, well, Arch- crack crack has negative <laughs> side effects. You know. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it. But I'm not a hundred percent sure if I like it or not. Like it's it uh, was okay. Well, this well, is breaking my heart. This okay, is breaking my heart. well, let's. It is, Let's let's Suspiria is one of the most influential films like in the genre. I know. And this hurts me so much. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, let's take a step Chris, back. Let's to talk. be fair, this has happened before. Yes. Where we start out and you're like, I don't know. And then by the end you're like, okay, I Exactly. I, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not banking on that. I am really hoping for it. I'm hoping that I can like <laughs> Give you something to think about and then make you go watch it again. I mean, th- that's the thing. You know, I sometimes I don't know if I'm like in the right mood or like I was just tired watching it. Um, or I just don't know much about the genre or this particular subgenre of horror. Yeah, to be fair, this is only this is only your third Giallo movie. This is... I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should have done more Bava before I gave you Suspiria because I, I after really this, enjoyed we're doing the, the rest Bava of the films. trilogy. I really enjoyed the Bava, which is, you know, yeah. So I, we might have to rethink our our Halloween lineup. We might have to th- throw some more Italian horror in. I got to get you back in there. <laughs> if Bava is what you prefer, I could give a shit. I love that too. But like, oh. Y'all, I'm rethinking our lineup right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. like my tastes are so over the place. But like, like before we go, before we dive in, let's let's do a quick recap, especially for people like me who are not familiar with Gallio or Suspiria, the work of Dario Argento. So, what is Suspiria? It's a um, a horror film from 1977. 
uh, directed by Dario Argento, screenplay by Daria Nicolodi, um, Goblin, which is this prog rock group, uh, did um, the soundtrack. Also, I, I believe uh, Argento co-wrote a lot of the music with them. And this is a very slimmed down version of the synopsis, but quote, an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy comes to realize the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. That is the perfect synopsis for this movie because everything else that I've seen in terms of like a synopsis gives almost everything away. <laughs> so, um, okay. So this is Chris's third Giallo movie. I may have jumped the gun in giving him <laughs> Suspiria too early. Uh, maybe I should have, I feel like I should have lubed you up with more Bava before we did this. But, you know, is it, would it be, would it be accurate to say Suspiria is like the poster child for the genre? Or, yeah. So. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is 100% accurate. It has been, so most people think, when they think of uh, Italian horror, Suspiria, apart from some of the more stylized movies that Bava did later on, Suspiria is like the biggest thing that comes up. It's like one of the number one things that people think of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm, pa- I'm in pain today, guys. I'm in pain. Uh. I, I'm rethinking <laughs> my choices. I've really now. I'm really thinking that maybe we should have done more Bava before I we jumped into Suspiria. Maybe two movies wasn't enough. Because because Argento. Argento takes the ultra colorful stylized Giallo movie that Bava created the foundation for and really just like runs away with it. It is hyper stylized, hyper color. Everything is super saturated and bright and just an argument could be made that Suspiria is a more over the top version of Bava's, some of Bava's movies. I'm not going to necessarily agree with that, but that is an opinion that people have. Jumping off of that point, because I don't know if I was gaslighting myself. I, I guess I was gaslighting myself. Like, am, am I valid in like not liking it or as much as I thought I would be- because it's so beloved? Chris, all your all your opinions are valid. Let's just be clear. Any opinion that somebody has about horror is completely valid. I, it just breaks my heart because I love the, again, I'm being selfish. I love this movie, so I want you to love it too. And I don't want it to sort of like taint how you view the rest of Italian Heart. Like there could be some other Giallo movies that maybe you don't like Argento. It could just be his style. You could like Bava over Argento, which again, totally fucking valid. Yeah, it's, but it's weird. It, it's like, it's like, from what you're saying, Argento took Bava and just like ran yeah. with it. And, you know, and I did, I really legitimately enjoyed like the Bava films we, we watched. Um, but there's like kind of like two different camps that I was, I was discovering or looking up in, in regards to the reaction of the film. I mean, there's this one camp, which I feel I fall under, where this film was more style than substance. And like, don't get me wrong, I loved like the weird Technicolor uh, filmog- uh, uh, cinematography, all the crazy like lights, the lighting, and like it just feels very surreal. The color and, palette of this yeah. movie is just yeah. oh, it's it's gorgeous. And like some of the set pi- it's the set pieces, gorgeous. yeah, it's like it's very interesting. Like and like the, some of these like dramatic shots were like, you know, there's one shot where I think was it Susie? Susie's like is like turning up. She's like in bed and like the lights go off, and it it's like the camera is focusing on a light bulb. As soon as the light bulb turns off, the rest of the set turns like in this weird green lighting situation. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a really interesting look to the film. It's definitely unique. Um, but for me, it's like, I, I and for this camp that I was uh, reading about in terms of reactions to the film, you know, a lot of people think the film was overrated and um, 
or not they don't understand why it's why it's as popular it is you know they i do agree like i think the style or like the the visuals really it took precedence and as as and as a result like the story suffered the the plot i mean the plot is very simple a very like a very it's a very like bare bones structure where it's like uh american lady goes to a dance academy and, and there's mysterious goings-ons and there's murders and spoilers at the end um it's a front for a coven of witches um which is cool the girl the girl that had a nervous breakdown was right all along they're all witches it's great <laughs> yeah i like i like that skeleton and then i think that had a lot of potential but i just don't think the film like really the film felt felt sloppy to me like uh, there was a lot of uh, like there was a lot of cool visuals uh, like there's a lot of great set pieces and there's a lot of these like long tracking shots where you just see Susie just walk through this weird fun house it felt it felt like very much like a fairy tale like a modern fairy tale but the i felt like the the movie lost a lot of steam after the first act where it gives you that shocking first kill um and after that it just it just felt like really really drawn out like even though this is technically like an hour and a half film i've i kept like looking at the clock it's like is this movie over yet like there's not a lot i felt that was going on or it's just like it felt so drawn out and the the climax and the ending i just didn't it just felt really anticlimactic to me it's just like i just couldn't take the the reveal of the witch seriously and i don't know uh, it's just, I, I, I just, I just, I, it's just the there wasn't a lot, like beyond like the visuals, there wasn't like a, like a story or the characters weren't really well developed. I mean, Susie, Susie, I mean, she has a, she has a character arc, and she's a final girl for all intents and purposes. Yeah, but like, I, I, I in the other camp, I. They were saying how it's it's this is purposeful. It's not supposed to have a lot of story. It's supposed to be like the spectacle, and and the it's not so much the 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 ladies of the academy or the focus of the story or the characters. Like the character is the academy. They care the the, the atmosphere is the academy or the atmosphere is the the character. But that just didn't do it for me this time. I was just like. I was, I was just, it was a mix of me between like, okay, this is cool. I mean, I, I like the visuals and me being bored or just being me let down by the, by like Ugh. the lack of the story. Dagger to the heart. And it's, Dagger to the heart. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it's not, it's not as bad. I, I, it's not in the same like magnitude, but it's kind of, it's like a, it's like a sliver of how I felt when I saw Mad God. And it's like, oh god! Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, it's okay. like Mad God was like my reaction is this like times a billion, and I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so. okay, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna react to all this. I got you, I got you. Okay, so here's the thing: Giallo movies are exactly what you described. They go for style over plot. It is a common trope with Italian horror and Giallo movies. That is the movie. That's what they went for. They went for the overstylized everything. The there wasn't there's there's almost no plot to these movies. But I think the difference between this is this goes a more supernatural route, whereas Bava kept the mystery aspect of the original Giallo books. And I'm thinking that that might be more where your brain might align with it. You really dug, like, the mystery aspect. Even though it was simple, you enjoyed that more. You liked the mystery angle of it. This doesn't have that. It can be more engaged in a different way. I, I mean, obviously, like, the, the visuals. An argument could be made that there's also a very simplistic plot to Blood and Black Lace. All these women are getting murdered and nobody knows why until the end. And it's it's kind of the same thing. These girls just keep dropping like flies and we don't know why until the end. I think the difference is, is Argento took the supernatural route and made it about witches. 
and then continued it in a trilogy where Bava kept the mystery aspect of, again, those original giallo, meaning like the yellow book covered mysteries that they had in Italy. So it's two different camps. But that's the thing, though. I, I like supernatural stuff. Like I I, lo- I, I I thought like, oh, witches, covens, cool. I just didn't think they like it's but it's it's the way the Italians do it, though. It's different. I know. I know. But it's just like I don't like I didn't like how. And that's fine. That's totally valid. That's no, no, a hundred percent valid. I'm not going to I'm 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 just we're we're having a conversation about where I'm not going to try and change your mind. I'm just telling you that part of the stuff that you didn't like about it was also present because it is what the genre is. It was also present in the Bava movie. The two, the, the big difference was the, that other element that was, that was different in the two movies. One was more mystery and the other one was more supernatural. That's otherwise they're not, they're identical on a very, very basic level. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm, that's why I'm thinking of gaslighting myself. It's like, why, why did I don't like this film? Style over plots, big, big Technicolor spectacle and all that shit. It's all the same. It's just that one element that one has and the other one doesn't. That's it. That's yeah, all it is. The other, the other criticism I had, and maybe, maybe I'm like misremembering it because I haven't seen the Baba films. It's been a while. But like some of like the practical effects in Suspiria, like, I didn't like, like, the blood looks so fake to me. It looks really bad, and really, it looks like the blood looks orange instead of red, and it's like, I, it's like, is, is the camera, is the camera, like, uh, the, I don't know, the, the, (laughs) what's, is the camera (laughs) wrong, or it's like, I, I don't, don't don't mind Chris just shitting all over one of my favorite movies. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I I think I think part of that would probably have to do the way with the way it was lit. Also, uh, the the dog the, the fake the fake dog muzzle like <laughs> taking out the taking out what's his name Daniels Daniels like they just they just cut to like a clearly like fake dog puppet just like just just. 1977. Grabbing on his throat. Like, this is so bad. This is, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. I over, I can overlook, for whatever reason, there are certain movies where my brain will allow me to like overlook that stuff. And there are other movies where I'm like, no, this is janky as shit and I hate it. And it like completely takes away from it. Do you remember when we reviewed all the Saw movies and there was that one Saw movie where the blood was like bubblegum pink and I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the blood is not realistic looking in this film at all. But when you put blood up against the color palette that Argento was working with, it's not going to look real. Everything is red. Mostly everything is red. It's hard. I know, but it's like, it just, it just, you know how I love being immersed. And when you see like, when you see like a bunch of blood that looks not red it looks legitimately like orange to me and it's like i uh and like and it just it just makes me confused it's like this film like okay you know great assault like horror a lot of the great horror or a lot of early horror you know low low budgets did not have the means as of yet yeah so they 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 had to work with with what they had and sometimes you have to cut corners i totally get that but like and I, and I understand Suspiria, you know, even even like the, the the loyal fan base, they understand like it's not a perfect film, and and and, and but like is I am legitimately floored. Like this is one of the greatest films of all time. Like the shade and judgment coming from Chris right now, I love, I love it. I I would give it. It's a very entertaining film. I it's very interesting masterclass in like cinematography and lighting oh we're in for a rough road for the next two maybe we don't do that maybe we don't finish the trilogy yet maybe we finish it after we have to rewatch it when we do the comparative episode i might switch those out with some bava movies and just take you back right convince me change my mind i don't want to change your mind though because you're no i dare you i dare you here's the thing 
You're right. There are two schools of people that either love or hate this movie for those reasons. And they're both valid. Not everyone, we've seen this before, not everyone, especially within the horror community, agrees with everything that comes out. There are people in camps like that. There are people in the camps like you where you're like, this is, this is one of the most influential, but what the fuck? Well, why? Why? You don't understand it. When you have other movies like uh, some of other Bava's movies, like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. These are all influential movies within the genre. And there are people that will look at it and go, really, why? I don't get it. And I'm not I'm not going to try and change your mind. I love this movie. Well, I, I don't. Okay, so mainly your favorite. Like, like, explain to me more why you love it so much. Because, like, I'm, I'm legitimately, like, struggling to get my mind around it. So this was one of the things that I was worried about with Italian horror as as a thing. The simplicity of everything and between that and the dubbing, it can get a really bad rap. There are a lot of people that they think it's weird and off-putting and that's why they don't enjoy them as much. I do think that there are some films that are better than others that some that get away with it a little bit better than others. Like in Blood and Black Lace and in Black Sunday, unless you're really paying attention, it's some there are some scenes where it's kind of hard for you to discern that they're dubbing you had a, you asked me half like halfway through blood and black lace i thought you said this was dubbed and then you caught it and you were like oh there it is in suspiria it's really obvious that it's dubbed it's very obvious but the dub didn't have i didn't have any problems with that because i was already already exposed to the bob was like oh, okay that's normal so right and it's and it is normal but it's off-putting especially when it's really bad that way and there are a lot of italian horror movies that the dubbing is that bad but it's also a quality of the movie it's it's one it happens like that's it is a product of italian horror it's it's between it's i think we discussed this last episode it's how it's shot it's it is what it is that's that's just what the movie is i think part of the reason why i fell in love with suspiria was before I became like a really big avid horror movie fan and took film class. And again, I'm not trying to sound pretentious in any of this, <laughs> but I fell in love with Suspiria as like what I thought was a really bad, like horror, like B horror movie from the seventies. That's what I thought it was. And I still loved it because I was like, this is so bad. It's good. But then the more I watched it and the more I was exposed to other Italian horror movies, because I had seen Suspiria first and Bava second. So go figure. You went the other way. I saw Suspiria first. So that was my big intro. This was my intro to Italian horror. So I could have started you with this and you would have hated it. I, I don't think we would have gotten to Bava if I had done that to you. <laughs> maybe, I don't, maybe I just don't like this genre in general. I don't know. Maybe it's... I I mean, I still, I, I, I am rethinking uh, covering Inferno and Mother of Tears. Because you, you said it's, it takes Asperia and just, just, it just keeps pushing the envelope, right? Yeah, yeah, there's two more movies after this. Inferno is 1980, so it's three years after this one, and then Mother of Tears didn't happen until 2007. I'm rethinking doing the other two and maybe going back to some of Baba's other movies that he's sort of known for like a bay of blood maybe from 1971 i think just to sort of maybe get you back in there maybe bava is your preferred italian horror director maybe you just like the two that we watched totally valid it's fine i, I don't it, it could be I, it's fa it's it's honestly it's all it's it's fair but again i think that our argento took I mean, and he has other movies, but Suspiria is the one. And I don't know. They remade it in, <laughs> I know they remade it in 2018 and I never saw it because I I'm waiting for us to do an episode that just focuses on that, where we would rewatch this one and then watch 2018 and see how the two of them compare, especially stylistically, because he has such a unique and recognizable style. I'm curious to see how they translated that in 2018. I'm still very, I mean, I know Tilda Swinton is in it, so I'm fingers crossed for it because she's incredible, but I'm very uh, dubious of the remake. I'm dubious of most remakes because it's an American remake of an Italian movie, so. I, I heard it's like very tonally different and there's like 
a lot of like political commentary and like um, that they that people felt was shoehorned in. But I mean, we'll say that for another time. I guess in terms of such matter, like I I appreciate what Suspir is trying to do, but I think of another film that that does it what much better in Spades is Rosemary's Baby. I I kept thinking about Rosemary's Baby. And like and like like low key comparing it to this film, and it's like I you know I, I feel like in terms of cinematography and style, like I don't think it's been a while since I've watched that film, but uh, so it's probably not as extra on like the lighting and like the set pieces, but like in terms of the story, I thought it was like it was just like a better paced. And, slow burn and it, it does have like a third act reveal it's like oh my god yes there really there really was a secret cult or a secret coven operating behind the scenes for, responsible for all these weird phenomena and i don't know i just it's it, to me it played it it, it just it, it it hit home that third act shock reveal and like i just for for this film it's just like Okay, there, there's a, a couple of creepy murders, like and like some of these murders, like I felt like they didn't really explain it well enough, or they just kept it so vague without any context, context clues. Like I, you know, I just don't. It just to me, maybe it's just more shock, shock value than added to the story, and I just didn't jive with that as much. And then like, and then the the end where like the witch, and it's just like I couldn't take the witch seriously, and the. I mean, I, I like Susie's actor. I like that she's a a, a final girl. Uh, but I just I thought like the final conflict was just this is very hokey, and I I don't know. So I think I think this is really funny because the giallo genre was sort of like born in the '60s while Bava was directing, and reached the peak of its genre in the '70s when Argento was directing giallo movies. The difference, I think, is is that a whole crime murder mystery plot drove the genre in the 60s. That's what those movies were. And in the 70s, it became more slasher, more about violence, more about shock value. So it takes a turn. So it started out as something that was, again, more representative of the Gialli, which are the uh, murder mystery books. And that was what the 60s Giallo movies sort of emulated. But in the 70s, where it had its heyday, was very much like Hammer Horror, where it was very violent, bloody, and that's where it was going. So it it's the same genre, but it's two... They went two different ways. So I'm... It sounds like you appreciate the murder of mystery crime part of it because even though there is no real plot, it feels meatier because there's still another element that, you know, by the time you get to the ending, you're like, ooh, I'm entertained. Oh, I'm still looped in because I need to know what happens at the end of this. There isn't any of that in, in 70s Giallo movies. They're all about the violence and they're all about blood. How much blood can you get away with? How much violence can we get away with on screen? I guess what we're learning from like Mad God and this film is like there's a limit to how much eye candy I can I can take. Yeah, I mean now I don't know if they're gonna do this in the 2018 Suspiria, but one of one of the shots, and I think, and I had a funny feeling that you were gonna have this reaction because when I started rewatching it before we started recording this episode, I sent you a still, and it's one of the iconic stills, is just her face coming through, at the beginning, it's just her face coming through the glass before she drops down. And I wrote hashtag iconic, and you didn't say anything, I was like, I'm in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble. But the scene where she drops down and they basically stab her chest open and you can see her heart before they stab her literal beating heart. There aren't a ton of movies that I feel like could get away with that. And I'm curious to see if they take that shot over to the 2018 movie and see what they do with that. Cause it is that whole beginning, that whole beginning kill sequence is, it is like, it is iconic. I hate to say it. 
to me, the more shocking kill I thought, because it, it just seemed so out of nowhere, was when, what's her name? Is it Sarah? I think it's Sarah. Like, she just climbs out of the window, and she just falls into a, a pit of razor wire. And it's like, why, why is the razor wire there? Is it just... <laughs> they just casually, they just casually keep it. But see, this, so this is the thing, though, is there wasn't, like, a killer. It's a coven of witches. And that is the, I guess, distinction without difference. But you, I'm only correcting you because it's not, it's not a murder mystery. So there isn't like, like a, it's not a whodunit. It's under the guise of a coven of witches. Like Helena Marcos is real and she wasn't really crazy. And it's all, it's all been there. It's, it's been there the whole time. There is no, you don't have to think. And for some of the earlier Giallo movies, you had to think a little bit because they were all crime thrillers. And that's how the entire genre started. And that's not where it went. But we talked about this last episode. It was, that's where they were heading sort of this, this whole time. And, you know, I know we haven't covered a lot of like hammer horror, but even there's a quite a bit of hammer horror movies that contain a lot of that blood soaked, violent aspect of it. And some of those might not be your cup of tea. Like, I don't mind stuff like that. It's part of the reason why I kind of enjoyed the Poughkeepsie tapes and you hated it because it was violence for the sake of violence. And it's not really your thing. And that's fine. That's totally valid. Uh, this is just now, by the time you get to Suspiria, you are knee deep in 70s Giallo instead of 60s Giallo. And you can tell there's a difference. And even Bava, Bava gets into it later on in 1971, I think is Bay of Blood. And it's, I think we said that one was his, probably his bloodiest movie to date. So he gets there too. The, but the gore didn't, didn't like put me off or upset me in this film. Well, it would have to be a little bit more realistic for it to put you off, I think. Yeah, it, it was just like, it, it, like, okay, so I, I did enjoy the first kill. Like it was pretty brutal and was pretty shocking it's like oh okay this is this is, i'm in for a ride and then and then like and then again like going back to the immersion thing you know there was like this chase scene and then sarah's it's a classic horror like she's panicked she's locked in the room and she gets out it's like oh she's gonna escape what's gonna happen next and then she just falls into this razor wire pit it's like oh okay like it's like why is that in the school I why know. is it there why is it the school <laughs> <laughs> there's it did it it's like oh okay and then like i cannot get over how much like the daniel death like bothered me like like leading up to it like like the suspense of the tension was really cool like he's he's walking out walking from the bar all alone and he's in this grand plaza uh like the, it has like these wide pan shots of the entire plaza and the, these historical buildings, like these weird voices, and the dog starts barking uh, out of nowhere, and it, it keeps f doing these snap zooms to like this satanic-looking Baphomet kind of statue, and then the and then the dog just attacks him, and it looks so fake and so bad, like I can't, it's like uh, okay, well yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just just plunging the knife into your heart right i'm so sorry yeah you're just putting salt in the wound at this point no it's it's honestly it's fine i may maybe maybe i got you into maybe i got you into this too fast my i'm still i'm still gonna hold out hope that you might change your mind at a later date but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hinge on it i am completely rethinking our next episode. I'm very curious. So based on my reaction, like, do you think maybe, maybe this is not the right film of Argento? So like, do you think I would like Inferno more no. or, uh, or, uh, Mother no. of Tears? No, no, it's just more, it's just more, the more of the same. Yeah, no. Um, you might like Fulci more. You might like Bava and Fulci more, but here's the thing is what, what got me more, what got me really excited to start Chris on this is, uh, Chris, I think was in, I think this is when you were in LA. He was talking to a friend of his and he texted me and said, Rye, I have a friend of mine here that told me about a really iconic, uh, horror movie scene where there's like wood going into an eyeball. And I said, zombie two, it's Lucio Fulci. I will put it on the list. That's from 1979. That is also just like ludicrous and stupid, but still good. And <laughs> I'm, 
I'm wondering if maybe Argento just like isn't for you and you might like Fulci and Bava more, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I am now on a mission to find other Bava movies, to find more Fulci movies for you, and then maybe get get sprinkle a different Argento movie in there. And we'll we'll test the waters and we'll find out. I'm not trying to like force it on you, but I am really scared that <laughs> that now that I got you into this, maybe you just don't like Italian horror anymore and you really loved Bava. You I really mean, did. I, I was so the hopeful. The samples the sample size is really small. This is like my third film. Yeah, so I think maybe we're gonna go back to Bava and and ease you back into Argento. No, or or we just we just we just go, we just go deeper, we just 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 wait through it. You know what? I'm not. No, I'm gonna take it off the docket. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put other wow. movies back on. I'm taking it off <laughs> the docket. Just, we just I'm scared. Our entire I'm schedule. scared. <laughs> I'm really scared now. So I'm taking it off the docket, and we'll revisit Suspiria at a later point. Maybe when we've gotten some more under our belt. Maybe it was too fast. It could have been too fast too soon. Maybe this was this could have been my mistake. Who knows? Like, uh, but like my my taste in movies are so weird. Cause like I what I mean I I honestly think maybe like you know it's not too crazy to think like if we watch Inferno I ended up loving it and I, <laughs> the reasons the reasons why I love it might be like Fubar but. I don't know. Nope. No. Uh-uh. No. I'm telling no, you right no, now, it's not going to happen. No, more, moratorium. Happen. So, okay. So here's the thing. A lot of, and I can say this usually with most other genres except for Italian horror. The color palettes for horror movies are always really dark. To inflict and invoke all of those feelings of terror and fear, isolation, paranoia, they rely really heavy on darkness. And everything is about, like, what's in the corner? What can't you see? And Suspiria takes that and completely flips it on its head. There is almost no darkness in this movie. Instead, he throws primary colors at you. The vast majority of this movie is lit in red. And there are reasons for the color choices. I think that he takes all of these colors, like the blues that normally symbolize this element of, like, clarity and trust and safety and uses that for the real world. The color palette and the Academy in Suspiria are very much, you you were right, are very much like the character of all of this. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not the girls, it's not the dancing, it's none of that. I think it's what makes it unique, but I also think that that is why a lot of people hate it, because people are looking for plot and substance when they watch movies and you don't really have any of that here. It's not like it's a big thinker, it's just really simple. And there are a lot of people that don't like that kind of stuff. They want to be able to sit down, watch a movie, be enjoyed. They don't want to be checking their their watch every five minutes going, how much longer is this movie? Like, when is this going to end? I'm dying. I'm happy that you watched it all the way through and you didn't turn it off the way you walked out of Mad God. So I think that that's different. But I, I mean, and had you turned it off halfway through and texted me and been like, I can't do this, I immediately would have picked a Bava movie and been like, we'll just do this instead. I, like I was ready. I had I have movies like in my back pocket, like we're good. <laughs> and I would have we obviously would have talked about it and mentioned it and it would have been fine. <laughs> you can always text me like you did during Mad Guy. You're like, Ryan, I walked out. I can't do it. Yeah. And we changed the episode and it was great. It's fine. I don't know. I, I, I stuck through it because I know how much you were looking for to it or how much this movie meant to you but I was, at the end it's like wow okay that was a thing uh i i mean i that was like 90 minutes and there was some there was a but there were there were some cool moments i like i like the lighting it's like i said it's it's not a thinker they use the consistency of of the of that overly saturated color basically as a giant flat like a giant sign of danger 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 it's consistent and it's here until you leave and then everything is fine that's why the color sort of like looks the way it does. And those safety of the of the blue undertones in the movie sort of you are used as like the movement in and out between the academy and the real world. Where on the on the one hand it's safe outside and as soon as you get inside you are back with those, you know, colors completely flooding the screen. And again, not a thinker. It's just over, very overly stylized. I need to think. I need my brain to be stimulated. <laughs> Bava did it one way. I mean, Blood and Black Lace also very stylized. You saw all of those colors. They are all there. It's all uh, a product of the genre. But Argento takes the violence 
in color saturation to a different degree than than what we saw in the 60s. So it's not it's not for everybody, but it is considered one of the more influential films of the genre. Mostly, mostly because of what he did with color. Mostly because of what he did with the color palette. It has nothing to do with the plot. It is all because Italian horror did style basically over substance. That's why it's iconic because he really flipped the script in terms of all of that color use. Is there is there like any super prominent examples or maybe examples I would be familiar with of Suspiria's, you know, legacy or massive meteoric influence? There are modern horror movies that they do consider uh, that pay homage or even could be considered modern American giallo movies. Two, I mentioned them. I mentioned two of them because they have been talked about quite a bit. Last episode, one of them is *Malignant*, which we've covered, and the other one is *Last Night in Soho*. Oh, that's right. Uh, I really enjoyed *Last Night in Soho*. Maybe we should do that episode as an episode. <laughs> also, I'm a simp for Edgar Wright. I love Edgar Wright. He can't do any wrong. I, I hundred percent. But like, like I was thinking, like you know, is would. Uh, look, the one other name that that just popped in my mind, I feel like it was inspired. You know, you could you know correct me, like Eli Roth. Like, is that accurate? Eli Roth, I mm, Eli Roth, I think <sighs> this is gonna sound terrible, and I don't mean it to sound terrible. Eli Roth takes the violent part of of like an Argento movie and runs with it, minus the color. He's all about violence, I think. And there are some Eli Roth movies that I can't sit through. Uh, I've never finished Hostel. I I know what happens at the end, but I've never seen it. Hostel two laughed, laughed my whole. La Hostel two and three, I saw both of them laughed all the way through. Thought it was hilarious. I was fine. Yeah, Hostel is pretty brutal. I saw that in theaters. I haven't seen it since. Yeah. Uh. So and he just takes the violence to like a different level. Green Inferno. I saw that movie in theaters. I became a pescatarian for two years after that because there, there. I knew it was about cannibalism, and I've seen cannibalism movies before. Cannibal Holocaust is definitely the worst one to date. Uh, that's also... Uh, that that one's surrounded by a lot of controversy. I would never watch it again, though. I Once was enough. I'm done. I don't need to do it again. Uh, the violence done to the animals in that movie was completely real, and when people found that out, they thought that he, the director, had actually killed the actors. Uh, they had something written into their contract that was basically like, you're gonna go into hiding when the movie is over, because they were pitching it as like a, like a documentary, like it was real. So the director had to like provide proof of life for the actors in court. Wow. Yeah. So I would never watch that again, but like, can the Green Inferno... I there was something about the accidental cannibalism in that movie that turned my stomach to a point where I was just done with meat for like two years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Eli Roth takes the violence to a whole different level. And I don't always necessarily have the stomach for a movie that's just all about violence. But for me, I think part of the reason why I can deal with something like Argento that stylizes the violence is because that's just what it is. It's highly stylized violence. It's not just violence all the way through. I'm not saying it's like happy, but you're watching a very different kind of movie when you watch something like this. It's interesting that you you also mentioned like malignant because I did not make the connection before, but now I'm thinking about it again. It's like yeah, that it, that it does have you know hallmarks of Argento. Yeah. It's got those elements to it. Yeah, it's got those elements to it. And I think that it's, I think it's great when we have modern horror movies that pay homage to stuff like this. I, I think it, when it's done right, I think it's amazing. These movies aren't for everybody. Italian horror is not for everybody. Just like Asian horror isn't for everybody. It's, it's, it's a taste thing. It's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not everyone's taste. You and I have recorded episodes very much like this one where one of us is on one camp and the other one's on the other. And that's, it, it is what it is. What was the last time you broke my heart, though? I, I feel like it's always, like, more, it's more, it's more often I, like, disappoint you or break oh, your heart. no! Never! <laughs> like, I feel bad about it. No. I feel bad about it. But, I, yeah, the once I, I, I can't remember, but there was definitely a movie where you were like, oh, my God, I loved it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I hate to break this to you. I fucking hated it. Well, I think Uncle Sam was one, but I think that was just, that was just like we were just memeing because like I, I we were I, just memeing the whole time. But yeah. there was, I think there was a movie where you genuinely enjoyed it, and I 
could not be bothered. Do you remember? No. Okay. <laughs> it must have been. It must have been really long ago because I can't remember. But I know we did it. I know it happened. Interesting. <laughs> it's not for everybody. I I am redoing the docket though. Forget what we told you before. We are not doing Inferno and Mother of Tears next episode. It's not happening. We're doing something else. I don't know what it is yet, but we're doing something else. For all I know, it could be more Bava movies. It could be Last Night in Soho. I don't fucking know. It's not going to be Inferno or Mother of Tears. I would love, I 100% would love to revisit Last Night in Soho. I feel like we have to because yeah. I feel like I need to do something for you and make you happy <laughs> because I feel like I've really bummed you out, man. I like uh, I don't I don't know how to fix this. I don't know. So okay, I maybe love, we'll do last I, night in Soho. It's so good. I've never seen it. I've I, never seen it. I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. Like I feel I was that was that last year already? Or no, I feel like it came came out this year. I don't know. No, I think last night in Soho was twenty nineteen, wasn't it? No, that's not. It's not that old. I don't. No, no. The, uh, oh, it came out last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It came out October twenty twenty one. So this is this is like right before I moved to, uh, New Mexico. Um. Yeah. I I adore that film so much because it's it's like, it's Edgar Wright. I feel flexing his muscles on. A, like a genre that he's not usually known for. I mean, he yes, Shaun of the Dead um, is uh, oh, technically a horror film, but this is like you know a serious horror film, uh, and it just has like this like that classic Edgar Wright like left field avant garde type of approach to movies, and it's like so colorful and like the pal- like the pal is amazing, the act is amazing. So I feel like. Just, to, just to, I don't know, it, and it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, like uh, retrospective. Now that I know somewhat a little bit more about Baba or Dargento, just to, and, I, and you haven't seen it before, so I'm very, very curious to see uh, what you think about it. Yeah, I, I've, I've only, so I've only seen one scene from the movie. I have no idea what's happening in it. I'm just entertained. I was listening to like some stuff on YouTube and then all of a sudden this this song came on and I was like, what the hell is this? And it was from Last Night in Soho. And I have watched that scene over and over and over again. And I don't watch the full thing all the way through. I just watched the song. I have no idea what the fuck is happening in that movie, but I'm entertained. So what if what if Brian, what if the what if the, the, the in a bizarro twist of fate you hate last night in Soho and you <laughs> I have half a mind to start that episode with I fucking hated this is this piece of shit. Even if I love it, just to fuck with you, I have half a no, I'm not gonna Amazing. Do it. Um, Amazing. So uh, Amazing. yeah, I think it's it's kinda sounds like that's what we're doing next episode, and I'm fine with that. I feel like I owe Chris mm. one because I No, you don't know, you don't owe me anything. No, I feel like I fucked dreadful. up. I feel like I fucked up. No, I know I did no. this too fast. Dread- I fucked up, man. I no. fucked up, man. Dreadfuls, I dare you to add me to try to change my mind. Don't do that. I didn't try to change your mind. Every every opinion is valid. I just don't like it when people unnecessarily shit on something because it isn't to their taste. You can say something's not your taste. That's valid. But when you shit all over it for no reason, like, that's where I'm like, what the, shut up. Just say it's not your taste. End there. That's it. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I do appreciate, like, its strengths. I do appreciate its status. It's just, I guess, more of the story may not been my cup of tea. So. And that's fine. Yeah. That is totally fine. Is it, is, it, is it fine, right? Is it fine? <laughs> I say that through waterfall tears. I'm just, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dying. It's all right. Ugly, uh, ugly, cr- ugly cry. <laughs> Super ugly crying going on over here. Can't take any of this. No, it's, you know what? It's okay. Yeah, got you. I'm just worried that I've like put you off forever. So I really now I just have to swing all the way back and get you back on a Bava track instead of this. You know me, I will try anything once. And if I don't I like it, well, it's like, at least I tried yeah, it out, you, you know. But what I'm what I'm hinging this on is you really liked Blood and Black Lace. And that for me is giving me hope. So I just... I, I'm going to find more things like Blood and Black Lace and we're going to watch those instead. And when I think we're ready, we'll ease into Argento and then we'll go back to Suspiria. 
Or, or, or just rip it off like I'm a band aid. Just, just, just power no, through. Just let me ripping the band aid oh. off. Did, really? Did oh, no. And then I threw you into Suspiria, <laughs> and I think that was a mistake. I have to, we have to go back. We gotta oh. go back. I can't, we can't rip well, the band aid off with this. It, no, this no, no, we, we're, no, we're no, too deep. We're not, we, not we're too, too deep now. We're not ripping the band aid off at the time horror. We're going back, and I'm gonna do this nice and easy. That's it. Yeah. I'm just going to surprise you one of these days. Like, hey, hey Ryan, watch Inferno. If you <laughs> so. text me that you watched Inferno and that you liked it, I'm going to throw something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if it's it does happen? happen? This episode, so it doesn't matter. But if it does happen, I'll lose okay. my ever living shit. Okay, fine. I will lose my uh, goddamn mind. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I love my co-host, you guys. I really do. Uh, I love you too. Uh, emotions are running high. <laughs> emotions high, are high. Uh, yes. High. Yes. Oh god. I'm, I'm feeling stabby. No, I'm kidding. Too funny. <laughs> uh, what would you rate? I'm gonna throw someone through a stained glass. <laughs> Don't ask me what I'm gonna. Wear, you know what I'm gonna say. Six, Don't ask six, me. six out of five uh, ballet dancers. I don't know. Six, six out of five fucking ballet shoes. Canes, pianos, dogs, covens, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I love this movie. You give it a two out of five. It's okay. Oh, I think I'll give it a three. Don't be generous on my account. Don't be generous on my account. It's a two and a <laughs> Not, half. I, okay. All right. Two, two, two and a half. Don't add, No, don't be generous on my account. You want to give it a solid two. It's okay. No, it's, I, I did it. I, 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 you know, I, I clearly didn't love it, but I clearly didn't hate it. So, I don't know, mid middle of the road, two and a half. Don't give it a three because you think it's what I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what's the lowest movie I've, I've ever rated on this podcast. Because usually I... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, you said it was yeah. unwatchable. Or, or Mad God, but we didn't review it. So, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> we didn't review... We Mad God was so... I was so disappointed with Mad God. I'm going to watch it one of these days and watch me love it. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally, I can totally see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Our amazing new cover art is by Liz Van Hootie. Our intro and outro music is from Pandemic Sound. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every other Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. You can find us on Facebook and our website, LeftForDread.com. And finally, 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 please check out our merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in our bio. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget, stay, stay dreadful! dreadful.